Blog Talk Radio. Progressive Parenting Radio. Being a parent is the hardest job you will ever have. Progressive Parenting understands this and wants you to know that you are not alone. I am not a parenting expert. I am a concerned parent of four children, and as such, I understand the difficulties involved with parenthood. Thank you for joining me. My name is Gina Kirby. Once a week, I invite doctors, nurses, family workers, authors, and experts from different fields to answer your parenting questions. Because this is a progressive talk show, we will broach topics and air opinions that you as a parent might not be uh, otherwise uh, be able to hear about through the mainstream media. The mission of progressive parenting is to inform, not to preach, to share, not advise, and to connect, not alienate. As you know, we are listener-sponsored radio, uh, so a big thank you to our loyal listeners who tune in and support us with donations. If you love the show, please consider dropping us a dime or two at um, our uh, PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash, uh, paypal.me forward slash progressive parenting. We do have sponsors, though, from time to time, and we are super picky about them. And this month's sponsor is uh, the Storks Warehouse. Please follow them on Instagram and on Facebook, our friends at the Storks Warehouse have a new YouTube series called Dream Nursery. So if you love getting nursery inspiration and are an HGTV addict, then this is definitely the show for you. Uh, join Jennifer and Rose as they travel the U.S. helping parents design their dream nursery. Um, where am I? Oh, each design represents one web series with three to five episodes per series, and a new episode debuts every Thursday. The cool part is that all the products and decor used in the show will be duly tested and mother-approved. So if you're looking for a new show to binge watch, this is an excellent choice. Head over to the Stores Warehouse and follow the link to view their recent episodes. Uh, I am very excited about today's program. I've been um, looking forward to this for quite some time. And let's see. Collar already. And... um, Super excited to uh, to talk uh, to this person today. So this is, I'm, I'm talking about Anna Verwall. This is why I'm all tongue-tied and being ridiculous. Um, also, I'm trying to talk to like two other people right now. My assistant's calling me. Um, I, I want to talk about Anna Verwall for a little bit here. She is amazing. I highly encourage all of you to watch her TED Talk. Um, she... Uh, She's been such a huge um, inspiration to me. She's influenced me greatly in my ideas about um, conception and birth and attachment parenting. And, like, these are all things that um, are incredibly important to me. And I, I want to talk about this. So, on her wall, uh, say, uh, on RN, a CLA, she's a maternal uh, child health nurse, birth consultant, midwifery and doula instructor, She's a primal period educator, UCLA certified lactation educator, and birth photographer. 
Um, she's done it all, and she does it with such uh, a palm and grace. In 1984, she re- received her nursing degree in Holland, where she was born and raised. And Anna has lived, worked, and traveled as a registered nurse in cultures as diverse as Holland, Israel, Norway, Croatia, Saudi Arabia, Thailand, Fiji, Uganda, India, and the United States. And in 1980, she settled in Los Angeles and worked for many years as a labor and delivery postpartum and newborn nursery nurse uh, and in the high-risk antenatal department and obstetrical operating rooms. And for three years, Anna was employed by a maternal child home health agency providing prenatal and postpartum mother and baby pediatric nursing care and lactation support. In 98, Anna started her own private birth counseling, doula, and lactation service, educating and encouraging couples to make informed decisions regarding their birth options and choices. Her services included helping clients deal with fertility challenges, to heal from prenatal or birth-related imprints and trauma, and preparing them for a conscious conception, pregnancy, and birth experience. These are a lot of things that we do not normally talk about. Um, uh, it's, it's very rare that we have uh, conversations um, about conception. Uh, and there are so many babies that have been born where uh, the, the people involved in conception weren't really conscious about making a baby. And um, there's so much to be said about it and around it. And Anna has blown me away for, for so long regarding this. Um, and, uh, in 2000, she studied and apprenticed with uh, Ohepa de la Mer, also known as Papa Joe, the, the well-known and respected indigenous Maori, Tahunga, and re- a renowned healer and midwife from New Zealand. And together they treated many clients for fertility, pregnancy, and birth-related issues in New Zealand, Holland, and the United States. They also taught workshops to birth professionals, therapists, and body workers about the traditional Maori approach to conception, pregnancy, and various indigenous healing techniques. During her 22-year career as an obstetrical nurse, conscious conception and birth educator and labor and postpartum doula, Anna has dealt with a variety of clients that included Arabian princesses, teenagers, homeless women, same-sex couples, the wives of notorious gang members, and famous Hollywood stars. She worked alongside perinatologists, obstetricians, and indigenous midwives, and has been at hundreds of high-risk hospital deliveries and natural births at home. You, you guys who follow me know like why I'm super and intensely excited about this. Uh, excited, like, is not even a good word for it. Since 2004, Anna's focus has shifted to education. She's frequently invited to speak at international conferences or facilitate talks, lectures, and workshops. Uh, her topics include fetal newborn consciousness, the long-term effects of conception and birth experiences in our lives, which we'll be talking about today, the prevention and healing of perinatal birth and bonding trauma, and the hormonal physiology of childbirth, the physiological, emotional, and spiritual aspects of birth, and how to provide babies with an optimum start in life. Anna is also an outspoken birth advocate and a long-term member of APA, the Association of Pre- and Perinatal Psychology and Health, uh, combining their latest research and findings with a wealth of international experience, professional knowledge, Indigenous wisdom and sensitive photography, she is on a passionate quest to help transform the future of childbirth and the way babies are welcomed into the world. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm sure by now you understand why I am super uh, and incredibly excited about uh, today's program. Uh, and I want to talk to you more about uh, why this is important, why, um, why birth matters. Uh, I think so many times we are all, uh, we all kind of poo-poo this idea of the importance of 
birth and uh, what it means. A lot of times we'll go to the hospital and um, just kind of treat it like another day. And there's so much around um, this time that's important and will impact you for the rest of your life. Um, I'm going to read something of Anna's. Every year when we blow out the candles on our birthday cake, we celebrate the remarkable day when our lives began. More than three decades of research in the field of pre- and perinatal psychology and health shows that the most critical formative period and the difference in thriving or surviving between birthdays goes back even earlier than birth. Findings point to the time shortly before conception to after birth as the most sensitive and critical period in establishing patterns in all areas of our life, physical, mental, emotional, and relational. Realizing on a personal level how these circumstances have affected us can help us to change our belief system and greatly improve the quality of our life. Understanding how the journey from womb to world shaped our life not only helps being able to free ourselves from the inherited patterns and beliefs we acquired while marinating inside amniotic fluid filled with the flavors of our mother's emotional life and state of mind, it will also inspire anyone who's thinking of becoming a parent and would like to know more about how to prevent their future baby from being born with an inheritance of their emotional pain, fears, and unresolved issues. Conception, the time that we spend in the womb and how we are born is truly meant to be the gift of a lifetime for every child. Since we know, since we now know that it is so much easier to build a healthier child, healthy child than to repair a broken adult, shouldn't we do what we can to give babies an optimum start in life? Because how these babies are welcomed creates the foundation for their sense of safety, self-worth, and belonging, and their capacity to have healthy relationships that are based on love, empathy, and trust. In this heavily medicalized era, we also need to be reminded how Mother Nature meant to welcome a new human being into the world. Why? Because there are, four, are 490,000 babies born each day. That's five to six babies that are born every second of the day. When everyone who deals with babies in childbirth personally or professionally realizes how much of an impact the conception, pregnancy, and birth experience has on our physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual lives, we can begin to create the necessary changes that will allow for more gentle and conscious births to take place. This will also lead to a more conscious, connected, and caring world for us all. So, uh, again, I want to direct you guys to watch uh, Anna Verwell's uh, YouTube talk. Uh, here, TED Talk on YouTube. Um, let's see. I will share the link in um, my blog on today's show. So, um, from the text I'm getting from my assistant, it looks like though we might have to postpone today's show because I don't see Anna in here. And I'm sure, and I apologize that this is most likely 100% my fault. Um, COVID has me. Uh, just uh, a little behind on everything. Well, drat. I really want to talk more about this. Um, well, I know we'll be able to get Anna back on the program. I'm sure, again, that this is my fault uh, and not anyone else's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I at least introduced this idea uh, to you. I really, truly believe that uh, the way that we change everything on this planet is by changing the way we birth our babies. Uh, we we have to pay more attention to uh, the grand import of what's happening when the baby's born, uh, the incredible importance of who's present when the baby's born, 
the incredible importance of how the parents are made to feel while their child is coming into the world, the incredible importance of how they're greeted, how they're treated. It's um, it's hugely and vastly important, and I can't wait to have Anna on the program to talk about this in the future. Um, I'm, I'm sure this is most likely a um, time difference problem, and uh, I have done my math wrong, which would not be the first time in 15 years. Um, yeah. Well, I um, am very sorry that we can't talk more about this with somebody who's uh, vastly uh, better at discussing this than I am, but I do encourage you that if any of the words that I said today are shared with you um, have touched you, please go and visit from wombtoworld.com and uh, be sure to watch on a, a talk. You know what? I'm wondering if I couldn't just play it right now since we're here. Why couldn't I? Let's go ahead and do that. Let's push this mute button. And we'll pass, pass the uh, commercials here. And uh, just uh, have Anna do her TED Talk for you right here because uh, it's amazing and she's She's just uh, the living end, as far as I'm concerned. If you were asked what happened to you before you took your very first breath, did you know? Did you know that learning about the time from just before you were conceived until after you were born could improve the quality of your life? What do you know? about your earliest experiences? Were you very wanted and planned, an unwelcome surprise? Or did you come into being during an act of violence? Imagine for a moment what it must feel like for a baby to spend nine months in the womb of a mother who hated the man who raped her. Luckily, the vast majority of us were not conceived this way. But even if our conception was welcome, all of us were marinated in amniotic fluid filled with flavor of our mother's emotional life and state of mind. What do you know about your time in the womb? Was it filled with happiness, peace, joy, stress, anxiety, depression? Was your mother mourning the loss of a loved one? Was she the victim of domestic violence? Was it toxic, perhaps? Because the umbilical cord not only fed you nutrients, but also nicotine, alcohol, or drugs. Whatever those flavors are becomes the blueprint of our life. It is not only what a pregnant woman eats and drinks, but everything she feels and experiences in her environment that has an impact on her baby's future health, intelligence, and well-being. How a woman perceives her life during those nine months is what helps shape babies get ready for the environment it will be born into. This is nature's way of ensuring our survival by helping us get ready for what is yet to come. Once we are born, our life often becomes a repetition of those earliest experiences. This is why we so often attract in life what it is we have come to know so well in the womb. More than 30 years of research in the field of pre-internal psychology has revealed the profound impact and effect conception, pregnancy, and birth has on our lives. Most people go about their lives without realizing 
How does early verbal, emotional, and somatic influence play a role? The latest research in epigenetic science suggests that the most critical and formative period goes back even earlier than birth. Findings point to the time shortly before conception to after birth as the most critical and sensitive period in establishing patterns in all areas of our life, physical, mental, emotional, and relational. The fact that these findings have only been made in the last few decades explains why it is not mainstream knowledge yet that the journey from womb to world shapes our lives. And remember, it wasn't even that long ago we were told newborn babies felt no pain, let alone remember what happened around the time of their birth. Many years of photographing and working with babies during and after childbirth has showed me that this is profoundly untrue. Many, many years ago, I met a little boy who would have a profound effect on my life. I remember how deeply moved I was when little Sultan, born two and a half months early, stopped me from what I was doing when he reached out with his tiny hand to hold on to my finger. Abandoned by his parents, I realized that the only way he received touch was during the many medical procedures we had to perform on him to keep him alive. After that, I would pause in between doing all the unpleasant things to gently stroke his little hairy arms and back. During those moments, I often wondered, if Sultan is this aware when he should have been inside his mother for at least another two months, could it be that babies inside the womb are just as aware of what goes on around them? After becoming a member of the Association for Pre- and Perinatal Psychology, I discovered that everything I had begun to wonder was true. Everything that happens to us around the time of our birth causes long-term patterns, and these patterns often remain into adulthood. Adults that were born prematurely and spent several weeks in an incubator often continue to feel deeply isolated from the outside world, as if the plastic walls that once surrounded them had never really been removed. They're also very sensitive to bright lights, sounds, and touch. Most of the time, a nurse or doctor touches them. It is to do something painful, unpleasant, or scary. And not only do they hear their own alarms go off when their heart or respiration rate drops, but also every time another baby requires immediate urgent care. When you come to think of it, it is not that strange that these patterns remain with them throughout adulthood. What I found really interesting is that when I talk to people about how the way we come into the world affects us, most people say, it makes so much sense, or that they wish they would have known because then they would have done things differently. During my life, I discovered that nothing ever goes away until it teaches us what it is we need to know. It felt like the garments in my mother's closet had become the wardrobe of my life. When I understood that her outfit didn't belong to me, I could begin to take them off and finally start to dress myself in my own unique fashion. A few years ago, I showed the lead singer of a popular rock band who suffers from voice issues this photo of an intubated baby. I wanted to help him understand that when he was born and they need to put a tube down his throat to help him breathe, it had also prevented him from making any sound even when he was crying. 
He had tears in his eyes when he looked at me and said, I finally understand why it has been so difficult for me to find my voice and to express myself unless I scream into a microphone on stage. I also found it heartbreaking when I learned that the tragic characteristics that Saddam Hussein and Hitler share with almost 75% of death row inmates here in the United States are an unwanted conception and an extremely difficult prenatal period and early starting life. The majority of them also suffered multiple abandonments, mostly by their fathers. It made me wonder how might their lives have been different if they would have been welcomed into the world with acceptance, love, and kindness when they were little baby boys. Regardless of what happened to us at the beginning of our life, there is an expiration date to blaming our parents. Realizing on a personal level how these early experiences have affected us can help us to change our belief system and greatly improve the quality of our lives and that of others. Although babies are very vulnerable when it comes to being imprinted, they're also incredibly equipped to physically and mentally cope and survive. However, there's a big difference between surviving or thriving in life. Since it is so much easier to build a healthy child than to repair a broken adult, shouldn't the information we know now about how to give babies an optimum start in life not become more mainstream also? I have noticed that our awareness around this has begun to shift because I am getting more and more calls from people seeking help dealing with their early imprints and from couples who want to learn how to consciously prepare so that their future babies are not born with an inheritance of their parents' unresolved issues, fears, and trauma. Conception, the time we spend in the womb, and the way we are born is truly meant to be the gift of a lifetime for every child. If we want to make this world a more conscious, connected, and caring place for us all, we have to start with how we treat women during pregnancy. We also have to create the necessary changes in our current childbirth practices that will allow for more gentle births to take place. This is important. Why? Because around 135 million women give birth each year. That is five to six babies that will be born every second of every day. How these babies are welcomed, create their sense of safety, self-worth, and belonging, and their capacity to have healthy relationships that are based on love, empathy, and trust. So where does it leave us? Well, whether you are a pregnant woman's partner, family member, boss, co-worker, care provider, counselor, teacher, elder, neighbor, or friend. Imagine the positive impact your support can have, not only on the baby marinating inside the flavors of the mother's womb, but also on shaping the future of humanity. So I wish we could have had her on the show today. <laughs> well, we'll have to have her back. We will do a um, 
uh, another program where we'll, we will invite her on. Um, she's amazing. These are really important issues. I do hope uh, that if you've stayed with us this long, you will please share this information with um, folks in your life that are thinking about uh, conceiving a baby, uh, thinking about becoming parents, and share this information with them. I will continue to keep bringing this kind of information to the airwaves. We are in our 15th year, believe it or not. Uh, and um, I'm uh, really proud of the work that we've done here. It's uh, been a difficult year with the whole COVID business, but we're pushing through. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to help us stay on the air, again, we are a listener-supported show. You can drop us a couple bucks at paypal.me forward slash progressive parenting. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you again next Wednesday. Until then, please take care of yourselves and take care of each other.